Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the resource room, where today we will be talking all about planning for your small groups. Lesson planning is something that stresses all of us out. It's overwhelming, it's time consuming. Um, Sometimes it's so monotonous that we just wanna avoid it because it's just not even stimulating. Or it's the opposite and it's extremely overwhelming. We don't have the resources, we don't have the curriculum, we don't have all the things that we need. Now, I'm realistic. I know one podcast episode is not going to suddenly make lesson planning so much easier. I know that. However, I do hope that this episode kind of gets you asking yourself some questions and gets the ideas flowing of how you could make some things a little bit easier when it comes to lesson planning. For a lot of us, lesson planning is overwhelming because we are truly lacking the curriculum. Um, Or it's outdated, it's not relevant, it's designed for an hour's worth of instruction, you only have 30, those kinds of things. So first comes curriculum. You have to start knowing what resources do you have available to you and then how are you going to use them in your small groups. Can you find things? Maybe it's on TPT, maybe it's something you get off of Amazon, maybe it's a book from the teacher store. What can you use that can be used routinely? So what I mean by that is a lot of us um, love TPT. I love TPT as well. And so for many, many years, I might buy this activity that I have to print and cut and laminate, and I use it for a couple of weeks. And then the next week I print and cut and laminate something else and I love it and the kids love it. And then two weeks later, I'm printing, cutting, laminating again. That's time consuming. You're always on the hunt. You're always looking for something. However, if I had, um, let's say a book that I bought from the teacher store, I'm trying to be unbiased to my reading or math curriculum. Let's say I have a book that I bought from the teacher store and it has a reading passage for every day of the school year, 180 days of reading passages at various levels. Maybe I have multiple books. That might be something that routinely I'm just going to use. Before we leave every day, we're going to read this passage and answer these questions or read this passage and find the main idea or whatever it is. It's routine. You have that book You now have the tool or tools that you need to plan that portion of your small group. Maybe you know, okay, we're going to do word work for 10 minutes of every group or five minutes of every group. How are we going to do word work? Where are those words going to come from? Maybe you find it from TBT. Maybe you find it from your reading series. Maybe you have an intervention available to you and that's where those are going to come from. Either way, It needs to be something that is very consistent so that every two weeks or every week, you're not reinventing the wheel. 
a lot of teachers tell me that they are searching every corner of the internet for all kinds of activities. Activities are great, but sometimes those activities don't link well together. There's no sequence. You're hop skipping and jumping around with things. You need consistency. And I know I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but that comes down to routine. I have shared my routines. I will continue to share my routines, but that's not the only way. You come up with something that works for you, but what do your students need and start finding routine things. To me, that is the number one thing that you can do to make planning for your small groups easier. Because maybe it gets a little bit boring that all I'm doing is taking that book that I got from the teacher store and making copies and we read one passage a day. Yeah, maybe that's boring. But guess what? My kids are going to kick butt at reading and answering those questions or reading and finding the main idea because we're literally gonna do it for 180 days. Or maybe by the time you get pulled for testing and IEP meetings, maybe you do it for 100 days, who knows? Either way, your kids are going to get good at it because you're doing it regularly. Maybe at the halfway point of the year, you switch up your routines a little bit. That's fine, there's no harm in that. But you have to find a routine. And most importantly, with those routines, you need to have some curriculum in place that is consistent. So you're not searching every single website to find free worksheets or for free reading passages or paying for this membership and that membership to get all of the things. Figure out where you're gonna go each and every week and then going back to last week's topic of all the paperwork and managing your time, then you know Hey, to plan my reading comprehension activities, give me 10 minutes and I'm gonna have all of those printed. Or all of my word work activities, give me 15 minutes and all of my word work will be done for the next week. You can better manage your time when you are consistently doing the same things. However, if I am going to search TPT, maybe today I get lucky and I find something that I just love in two minutes. But guess what? It might take me three hours to print it, cut it, laminate it, put Velcro on it, all the things. That isn't consistent because then the next week, maybe I find these printables and it's really cool because it's close to Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever holiday and it's a printable activity that's going to be really great. I'm done in five minutes. That varies. Find something that is consistent so that you can plan for that that time allotment, you can plan for what are you going to do. Once you have a good curriculum or you have a good idea of what you're going to be doing each and every day, then you can start making those copies in advance. Get all of those things done long before you're even going to need it. In my classroom, I use a reading intervention that I've been working to create over the last few years and what I love about that is every single week, my students get either a reading book or a math booklet that we're going to use for the whole week as everything we need in that booklet. And so with that, what I do is I will go and make copies of those for 10 weeks at a time. So I'm gonna do 10 weeks of reading or 10 weeks of math or 10 weeks of spelling homework, whatever it happens to be. 
and I have this little file system in my closet where I'll put all of those things. So right now, as I'm recording this, I'm on week 17 of my reading intervention. And so I went and I, seven weeks ago, made copies of weeks 11 through 20. Now that I'm at week 17, it's time for me to start finding some time to go to the copier and make copies of weeks 21 through 30. That way they're in the closet, they're ready to go. So once I've done that, which usually takes me around 30 minutes, once I'm done with that, I've spent 30 minutes, but I don't have to think about those books for 10 weeks. All I have to do on Thursday is pull them out of the closet and put them in their folders, the designated folders. I have a folder for each group. So then I can say, oh, here's the yellow level. That goes in group number two and group number four. Here's the green level. It goes in group number three, blue level, group number one. I can put them where they belong on Thursdays. That takes me about five minutes. And then I'm done and I'm ready for the next week because all those copies are made. The same is true with math. Right now, I have a group of students who we started working um, a couple of weeks ago on multiplication with bigger digits, not just multiplication math facts, but like a two digit number times a two digit number. And so right now, they are on week seven. And with that, again, seven weeks ago, I made copies of all of those math books from weeks one through 10. I'll be working on weeks 11 through 20. I might start to think, how well are they doing? Are we gonna be ready for division in a few weeks? What does that look like? Maybe I wanna alternate a couple of weeks of multiplication, a couple of weeks of division. Either way, I can do that because the books are there. I just have to kind of be planning ahead so that I can make copies of those and be ready for 10 weeks. At your school, you might have another curriculum that you already love or require to use, whatever it might be. But what can you copy in advance in bulk? Going back to that earlier example of if you just have that book of reading comprehension passages and questions, why can't you make copies for the next 10 weeks or five weeks or whatever seems doable for you? You can make copies of all of those and pull one off the top of your stack every day so that when it's time for reading comprehension, bam, you've got it ready for the next five, 10, whatever you're comfortable with as far as that prep ahead of time. Then your prep time, other than that one day that maybe you make copies for 30 minutes, your prep time is yours to work on whatever you need to work on paperwork wise because all of your lesson plans and copies are right there. That to me helps really make things a bit easier. Now let's talk about the daunting and sometimes, depending on what you're doing and what you're required to do, waste of time of written lesson plans. Every principal, every district might require different things for your lesson plans. What do they wanna see in them? What kinds of things, you know, special ed is always kind of a different breed. Um, what are the expectations for you? So there's not one size fits all. I have created some templates. Um, I've gotten a lot of feedback from other special education teachers. I'll share those in the show notes so that you can make a copy of those for yourself. And then you can kind of customize and use these templates in a way that will help you or in a way that will hopefully 
simplify things for you. So for me, what I do with my lesson plans is I have a template where I have entered all of my students' IEP goals. And the form is editable or the, the document is editable. So I can take those and let's say I hold an annual case conference and Amanda's goal changes from decoding beginning blends to decoding ending blends. I can change that, no big deal. But with that, what I do, and maybe this is sneaky or cheating, I don't know. That's the middle column, all of my students' goals for every single one of my groups. Reading goals are there for reading groups, math goals are there for math groups. Then I have an area where I put what our target phonics skill is. So then I can say, okay, Amanda's working on ending blends. Guess what our phonics skill is? Ending L blends, ending M and N blends, whatever it might be, ending S blends. I can describe that there so that then if my principal were to come in, they see what phonics skill I'm working on and then they can also see, well, guess what? All three of these kids have goals working on ending blends. That makes sense as to why they're working on ending L blends. It's all right there for them to see. I also have a column where I record what reading or math test, um, even sometimes a science or social studies test, because a lot of my teachers are all on the same page. However, there are always times where maybe it's a short week and the teacher says, yeah, we're gonna go ahead with that test. And another teacher says, mm, I, I'm, I don't really wanna do a test on a short week. Or one teacher doesn't realize that everybody else was doing a review week and here they didn't do the review week. You know, it, it all happens where we get a little ahead or a little behind. And so with that, I have students from five different classrooms. And so I want to be sure what are these students doing versus what are those students doing? And so I can record that in that last column. That way I know not only do I have to work on these ending blends, work on reading comprehension, all the other things, but I also have to remember that math test. I also have to remember unit four, week three reading tests, whatever it is. So those are more notes for myself so that I kind of can keep track of who, what, when, where. Once again with those, I sit down and do 10 weeks of those at a time. So I'll change my little section at the top to say week 17 or week 13, week 24. And then I'll just go, here's week 24, week 25, week 26. That middle column will stay the same because my kids' goals aren't going to change. Now I might have a conference and the next round, it'll be caught up then. But overall, I can change out those spelling skills. I can change what those reading tests will be and hit the print button. So I highly suggest for you, whether you download the templates that I have made and edit them to make them your own, or you create something yourself. It could be in a Google Doc or Google Sheets. That way you can access it at home or at school. Either way, I suggest making a template that has all of the required things in it and recycle that as much as you can. That way you're not constantly reinventing the wheel. To me, your lesson plans, if they are well thought out, will incorporate a lot of the same things routinely because I've told you to do routines or because we know that's important for our students. So how can you make your lesson plans 
just as routine as what you're doing every day. So as we wrap up, I wanna remind you a little bit about three things that you can do to make planning for your small groups a little bit easier. First, make sure that you are establishing really, really good routines that will make some of that prep easier for you. Once you know what you're doing in those routines, prep it in advance. Get all that done while you're going to the copier to make copies of spelling homework or reading books or whatever it is. Do 10 weeks at a time, five weeks at a time, whatever kind of works for your brain, make it happen. I do the same, honestly, with my math tests, my reading tests. I do them for a whole unit. And then I don't have to think about it for the rest of the unit. Do that as much as you can. Otherwise, every single week, you're gonna have to have time to go make copies of your reading books, to go make copies of your reading tests, to go make copies of your math tests, your spelling words, all whatever it is. You're gonna have to do that every week. Wouldn't you rather do it once and be done for several weeks in a row? And I also suggest make a really, really good template that you can recycle over and over and over again, where you can swap out some information. Maybe it's your reading story, maybe it's your phonic sound, your vocabulary words, whatever it is. Make that template something that is going to work for you and make things so, so much easier for yourself. Because remember, the name of this series is to stop the special education teacher stress and lesson plans, our small groups, all of those things are causing a lot of us stress and it shouldn't have to be that way. But we have to have good routines and good curriculum in place. I'm also gonna share a link in the show notes to a free week of my math and my reading curriculum. I hope it solves all your problems. It certainly has for me and a lot of other teachers. Um, but I invite you to take a look at that and see if it is something that could really make your lesson planning a whole lot easier. Again, I am able to do in 30 minutes a whole 10 weeks worth of lesson plans. And that's game changing. That to me makes my life easier so that my prep periods aren't dedicated towards making copies or putting things in folders or any of that. And when I do, it takes a couple of minutes because the copies are already there. The thought, the planning is already there. So I'll share that link and I invite you to take a look and see if it'll make things easier for you. Now, next week, we're gonna be talking about another big topic, which is general education teachers. We have to figure out a way to stop the stress with general education teachers. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.